Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh and this week I'm joined once again by RadioTimes.com gaming editor Rob Lean. Hello Rob. Hello Hugh, how's it going? It's going good, it's going good. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, you know, the fans were clamouring. They were like, oh, give us more Rob. We hate that other guy. Oh, he's terrible. No, they weren't really. We like to keep things fresh here, get different people on. Uh, and Rob is such a big Doctor Who fan, but it seemed like a perfect opportunity to bring him back. Uh, though this time we're not talking about uh, gaming. Uh, we are talking about Big Finish, I suppose. Uh, we usually have the obligatory Big Finish mention a bit later in the show. But this week, we're talking all about the Ninth Doctor Adventures, which is one of the big new projects coming out of Big Finish. Uh, so, yeah, Rob, I don't know if you saw about this, but like, obviously, it was one of the biggest news stories for Doctor Who fans last year was Christopher Eccleston coming back to play Doctor Who uh, for these audio adventures. And Morgan and I talked about this at the time, but you weren't working with us yet. So, I mean, as a fan, did that excite you? Yeah, I think it's really exciting. I was watching uh, quite closely. I mean, it... I think it was uh, back in the days when events and things were still going on. Because I remember there was a big deal, I can't remember which Comic Con or event that it was, but there was a big deal that Christopher Eccleston's kind of gone to a Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Twitter was awash that day with pictures of him having like a lovely time with fans. And uh, all these nice quotes were coming out from it. And I think it was a while after that when the, the announcement came that he was coming back to do some big finish audios. And yeah, it was uh, very exciting because I kind of thought, you know, if he was going to ever come back, that would have happened for uh, the 50th anniversary. And obviously mm. they ju just kind of cut around where he should have been. But uh, no, it's very exciting to have him back. And obviously, uh, since Morgan and I first talked about it, there's been some news on the on that front. Um, on the anniversary of Rose, the 16th anniversary of Rose, the first episode we obviously saw the Ninth Doctor in, they released the trailer uh, for Ravages, which is the first, I think, volume of these doctors these doctor stories i get a bit confused with big finish like organization i think there's like it's like a series but there's volumes and there's different like stories within the volumes i don't know it's very doctor who to be very confusing about how it all lies out uh but i think yeah so we heard we heard him in action for the first time and it was quite interesting because i thought weirdly he didn't sound like how i remembered i'm sure he is the same and obviously christopher eccleston's you know it's a few years on since he played the doctor but i was a bit like Huh. That, that, that's definitely Christopher Eccleston, but is it the Doctor? I'm sure that in situ, it'll sound great, but that was my first instinct. And since that trailer came out, um, we've had even more news, which is quite exciting. So part of the reason we're talking about this today is that a few days ago, uh, on Monday, it broke that um, the Ninth Doctor is going to face the Cybermen dun, 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 in <sighs> one of his stories. Uh, and the reason this is significant is because Christopher Eccleston obviously wasn't in the job for very long. Uh, when he was in Doctor Who, he was there for 13 episodes, and he did manage to squeeze in, you know, Autons and Daleks um, and a few other things. But, you know, he never met the Master. Uh, he never met the Cybermen. Uh, there's quite a few classic Doctor Who monsters that he never faced off with, you know. So the Cybermen is something that fans have been talking about for him for quite a while, right? So it's quite interesting. And there's a bit of a filmy twist for this as well. And Rob, you said you were going to brush off your film studies to explain the filmy twist to our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. some 10 years ago, I uh, did a film studies degree, shout out uh, University of Southampton. And yeah, it was when I was reading on radiotimes.com just now about the, um, the fact that Christopher Eccleston would be facing the Cybermen in a story inspired by or kind of linked to um, the 1927 film Metropolis. Uh, that just set my um, film studies brain aware because I think we did 
the German hist uh, German cinema and the sci-fi cinema module. And I think Metropolis was quite a big part of both of them. But yeah, I assume that this will be one of those times when uh, the Doctor and his adventures kind of inadvertently inspire a piece of a real life pop culture because there is a robot called Maria in Metropolis who, uh, even if you haven't seen the film, you'll probably recognise the robot if you Google it, mm. um, which has been very kind of influential. I think it was one of the first robots on film. I think it inspired uh, Ralph McQuarrie's C-3PO design in particular on the Star Wars side and looks kind of enough like a Cyberman that, yeah, you could have a, you know, a Cyberman walks past the window of Fritz Lang's office and then he goes, that's, that's the idea. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming there'll be something like that. that happens, oh yeah. That's the classic, like the classic celebrity historical thing of like, the doctor secretly inspires them to do the thing that they're already famous for. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not diminishing anyone's achievements at all, but it was really <laughs> the fact there was a Cyberman running around here. Yeah, no, it's kind of fun. And it's something, like I said, that fans have been keen for for a while. It was, I think, when Morgan and I first talked about uh, this sort of series, there it was like, what you know, narrative opportunities are there? And there are things like you get to see the Ninth Doctor facing off with these monsters that he maybe hasn't faced off with before. Um, and another interesting quirk is that um, it's been confirmed that this series is specifically set before Rose. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case for absolutely every Ninth Doctor like thing big finish will ever do assuming christopher eccleston wants to carry on beyond this first like run which goes out from may i think of this year until february of next year at the moment um but yeah i don't know whether he'll carry on like maybe future series could be set you know maybe billy piper would get involved maybe it'd be set between episodes maybe you could set it in that bit at the end of episode one where he goes away in the tardis and then he comes back again he goes oh wait did i mention it travels in time who knows how many years passed in that brief second from his perspective you never know i think they have written a couple of uh sort of spin-off stories before set in that period um but yeah these are specifically set before rose so then that does limit slightly the sort of stories you can tell so for example like you kind of can't really give him a full-fledged companion because we know he didn't really have one before rose or it's implied that he didn't really travel around with anyone before her and also with things like you can't really have him meet the daleks because he met the Daleks again for the first time in Dalek. And then they see them again at the end of a series. And he doesn't go, yeah, oh yeah, remember, we've seen them about six times since, you know, Van Staten's basement. Oh yeah, we're always seeing the Daleks, aren't we? No, it's, it's seen as a surprise, you know, and then he dies <laughs> and regenerates into David Tennant. So you are limited with some monsters, but in the case of a Cybermen, there was kind of a loophole. And similarly, they've also announced that um, he's going to meet the Brigadier. Uh, obviously, uh, Nicholas Courtney. Uh, passed away uh, a few years ago, uh, in 2010, I think. But um, they've got John Colshaw playing the Brigadier, the Impressionist uh, and actor. And so um, I think he's played him for a while now. And it's kind of a, another little thing you can do is like, there's nothing to say the Ninth Doctor didn't meet the Brigadier, you know, like a lot of classic series Doctors did. It's suggested that like some of the modern series Doctors might have. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, how do you feel about these sort of series, like filling in gaps like that? Do you think that's something that's like fun? Or do you think that there's a point where you kind of got to leave a little bit of mystery? Yeah, I think it is fun. I was wondering when when they announced it, you know, when when will it fit in the timeline? Because there aren't, or it didn't seem like there were that many mm. gaps. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, which I might be, but I had been under the impression that at the start of, rose that there's meant to be a slight implication or fans have read into it a slight implication that uh he's just regenerating like he sees 
a reflection of his ears for the first time and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a point. Yeah, it does seem to imply that it's relatively new to him. But maybe he just, in every episode of this, he goes, oh, no, I really need to find a mirror. Oh, I still <laughs> haven't seen myself. Oh, I'll know more aliens in a different place. Oh, I guess I'll put that off for a bit. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's definitely implied. And if that's something that they're choosing to ignore, that's fine. But it also will, in hindsight, make him just look, weirdly vain i don't <laughs> i don't know um but yeah no it's 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 a, it's a funny quirk that and i don't know whether there's going to be any other you know slight issues because i feel like like you said it's definitely implied right that this is all quite new to him in this body yeah i think it is i haven't watched rose in a while but yeah, i think there's definitely a bit where it might be in uh the rose tyler's family's flat that there's a bit where he's in the bathroom and he looks in the mirror and kind of guffaws at his own impression his own um face for the first time but, yeah he's um, like oh it could have could have been worse but look at the ears you know it's something like that um, yeah. which is a which is a classic little bit of post-regeneration self-deprecation uh, as the little rhyme goes um which i've just <laughs> made up but yeah um i do think that's a fair point it's interesting to see how they're going to fit all this around like I also guess they couldn't bring like the master in. Like they often have ex masters uh, appearing in these big finish things. Michelle Gomez has done loads. They've got Eric Roberts now. John Sims started doing them. Uh, obviously, they have some of the classic series doctors, and often they have impressionists for uh, classic series doctors as well. Uh, Peter, Peter Pratt, I think, has done some um, as his sort of as his sort of master. Um, but it's definitely suggested in you know. Uh, sound of drums uh whatever whatever utopia that the doctor hasn't seen the master since the time war so unless they kind of have some really weird oh you'll forget at the end of this thing which they do do quite a lot i would imagine in these sort of things i'm not quite sure how that'd fit it must be a real challenge actually like doing these things because we've seen like obviously a lot of these ninth doctor adventures can just be kind of standalone right like there's nothing to say he didn't go to some planet saw there was some trouble and help someone out and then just like left at the end of it. Like there are plenty of places where like, it's suggested we don't see all the, um, you know, all the adventures the Doctor goes on. Like they have sometimes references to things that we haven't seen, even in within series, you know, oh, we were just at this other planet, blah, 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 the planet of hopping or whatever. But it's kind of like, it must be particularly difficult with the Christopher Eccleston series, which is very much, a lot of it is presented quite consecutively. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like, you know, from Rose to the end of the world to, um, you know, when she comes, when they do The Unquiet Dead and then they do, you know, Aliens of London, it's quite like, da -da 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 -da. like it's not suggested they really go anywhere in between. So it must have been a real challenge for them. Yeah, definitely. And I liked what you suggested as well about uh, that gap towards the end of Rose where he kind of pops off. I would love if they just revealed that he had like, 20 box sets worth of adventures before he realized hey i didn't mention that it also travels in whichever one he didn't say the first time oh did i say it also travels in time like yeah he's like he's like oh god i still regret that girl i met 20 years ago and everything and someone goes like oh wow time machine goes oh you know what <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have another stab at that see what happens um yeah no i think <laughs> i mean it's slightly facetious but i could see it happening i mean in every other case it's kind of like you could, I suppose, get like Billy Piper back and, you know, you, they, you know, she's done some of these big finish things before with um, David Tennant. So she might be up for it. I don't know. She might not. Um, but 
I think then I'm not really sure where you'd fit stuff in. Like, I think they definitely do have adventures, again, even within this series that you don't see. But I don't think they have loads. I don't think there's, like, a lot of space where you could fit it in. Like, especially if you had John Barrowman as well, then maybe, because you definitely, it's suggested between um, The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances, and Boomtown that they've been on some adventures. And then again, between Boomtown and the finale, they're like, they just get in from an adventure. And it would be classic Big Finish style to like say, oh, that adventure they just got in from that is like named in the main series as like, oh, we just ran away from this army to like show that. That's pretty solid Big Finish stuff. But I'm guessing, you know, for this first one, you've got Christopher Eccleston, you've got the Ninth Doctor, you kind of, that's your selling point. You don't necessarily want to involve Billy Piper, John Barrowman, you know, Annette Badland, whoever, like all these extra kind of like people, you kind of are like, what's the Ninth Doctor series we want to see? And it is also like, you know, the Ninth Doctor was only ever seen with Rose, but any other Doctor tends to have more than one companion beyond, I mean, even Paul McGann through Big Finish has had lots of other companions. They have these other experiences, they have adventures. It's kind of like, how can we expand the Ninth Doctor's 13 episode run in a way that kind of fits? I guess the challenge is gonna be whether it, where it technically fits and then where it feels natural. Because if it feels forced, I feel like that could be... Like, you know, if he does go off and have 20 years of adventures in that little gap, then that might feel a bit forced. And similarly, if he like, if they keep coming up with reasons for why that line about his ears makes sense, that could feel a bit forced. That yeah. said, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely listen in. Um, how about you? Yeah, I'm excited as well. Definitely tune in. And I think it will be nice to see him interact with the Cybermen. And I was just trying to think then if there's any... Well, hear him interact with the Cybermen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can picture it in my mind's eye, him interacting with the Cybermen. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything when the Cybermen do turn up in the David Tennant years that kind of causes a problem for them being here. I don't think so. He, he like, name checks them in. When in Dalek, there's a Cyberman head in a box and he goes like, and Rose is like, oh, is it an old friend? He goes, oh, it's an old enemy, but it's sad to see them like this or something like that. Um, so it sort of implies it's been a while, but it doesn't, that's sort of me inferring it, I guess, more than anything. Like you could say, oh yeah, he saw them, you know, like a year ago in his personal timeline. Um, I guess also, you know, with things like, I'd have to check the episodes, which I'm sure they would do at Big Finish pretty carefully, but things like the Sontarans or the Silurians, it's kind of like, I don't think they say, oh, I haven't seen them since I was, you know, you know, whoever, like since since the classic series, essentially. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they explicitly say that. With the Daleks, it is quite specifically like, I haven't seen you since the Time War, and the Ninth Doctor exists after the Time War, is what the kind of Day of the Doctor explained. Weirdly, if the Day of the Doctor didn't exist, they might not have had such a problem, because there was, I think the original idea was that the Ninth Doctor was the Doctor that fought in the Time War, and then they invented the War Doctor because Christopher Eccleston wouldn't do Day of the Doctor, more or less, because um, he, he didn't fancy it. Um, and now it's kind of like the, that fact has made it more difficult for them to put the Ninth Doctor back in because they've shaved off what would have been quite, you know, you could have done the Ninth Doctor fighting the Time War stories ad finitum, but obviously now that's kind of been ruled out because we know they stopped the war for three of them in the day of the Doctor and then John Hurt's Doctor thinks that he killed everyone, but actually he doesn't. And then he flies off at the end and regenerates into Christopher Eccleston on camera. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, like, they really are cutting back at like the little bits of, um, I don't know, the wiggle room. Yeah, you've just reminded me as well that there's some stock footage of Eccleston in the bit in Day of the Doctor where all of the Doctors show up to mm. put, put Gallifrey in a bubble. 
I think he's the only one where it's like they have proper footage as well because those of the others are like um, they're on screens doing something or other and then they cut to him going and for my next trick which is like something he it's just taken from um, Parting of the Ways I think or Bad Wolf like it's it's just like really directly taken from it I'm like was it not a deleted scene or something <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like he does the exact same thing in the exact same way it's quite funny I mean this is me being being very 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 nerdy but um, yeah no it is funny it's nice that they included him I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, I think. Like, I think this is probably one of the biggest things Big Finish has had in the pipeline for a long time. Obviously, it was exciting to have David Tennant back, you know, when they got like John Sim in, you know, all these kind of things, Alex Kingston. They do get a lot of great people. But because for so long, Christopher Eccleston really did not do Doctor Who stuff. He left the series, kind of didn't talk about it much. He did the odd thing for fans. And then he kind of warmed up enough to kind of go and do this... Um, you know this convention circuit thing where he like actually realized how much the fans kind of still loved his interpretation i think it kind of helped heal some of the like negative experiences that he had making it which he's talked about kind of at length um and i think that's kind of helped him kind of come to terms with it a bit and be like you know i can kind of leave behind some of the negativity that like i faced and i can bring that character back and it's kind of this is sort of special because it's kind of the ninth doctor has been a finite resource of, you know, very limited uh, expression and all of a sudden we're getting much more of him. And, you know, I'm sure the novelty will wear off by about, you know, season six, you know, volume eight of the ninth doctor adventures. It will be a bit more like, Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, like when they first got Tom Baker to do big finish, it was a big deal, but like, you know, you kind of get used to it. Um, but yeah, no, for now I'm pretty excited. And, you know, I'm excited, like you said, to see slash hear, um, you know him face off with the Cybermen. I meet the Brigadier. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, me too. And do you think this increases or decreases maybe the chances of him ever showing up on TV again as the Doctor? Obviously, Chris Robinson's on TV all the time. <laughs> he's, he's he's pretty busy. Um, he said um, on Lorraine, I believe, last year he'd do it when hell freezes over. Um, <laughs> but we'll 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 take that um, because in Doctor Who, hell probably has frozen over at some point. Um, no, I think we can sort of, I think it's more likely. I don't think it's less likely because it kind of like opens the door a bit. When, you know, when um, Alex Kingston, uh, Alex Kingston did Big Finish again before she came back in 2015. And that had been, I mean, it would have been a very long time, but that had been a couple of years she'd been out. I mean, it's not really comparable, but, you know, she'd kind of done it. And I think um, sometimes there has been a thing where someone's done if people are doing Big Finish, it implies a kind of willingness to play the character, right? If they're not completely sick of it. Um, obviously, it's a lot less time consuming. You can record Big Finish whenever you want on your own. These days, you can probably do it at home if you need to, although I think they got Eccleston into the studios. Um, if you, you know, if you kind of just want to do a couple of days recording, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a full production where you're, uh, you have like a million different things to worry about. But I do think, like I said, it denotes a willingness to play the character. And, you know, maybe after a little while of him doing that, and he's like, oh, this is nice, you know, I'm enjoying this. If, say, the 60th anniversary rolls around, you know, Chris Chibnall comes cap in hand saying, please, Mr. Eccleston, can we have some more? You know, he might be more into it. He might still say no. You know, he said no before. He might just be, still be like, no, thanks. It's also, you know, he has previously said, like, some of it is he didn't like the way he was treated by the BBC and stuff. Then there's a little bit of like awkwardness there, but he has worked with the BBC since, or at least on shows independently produced that have aired on the BBC, which is 
a distinction that I guess you could make. I don't think viewers would really notice the difference, but Doctor Who is produced in-house by the BBC. So there could be something, some reason there, but he doesn't want to do it. But he also, I think, has said, you know, with the day of the Doctor, the version of a script he got, which was quite different to what was on screen, he just didn't, he wasn't convinced enough to kind of overlook his like reservations to do it. So possibly if they come to him with a good enough script with some of this stuff, kind of some of his negativity has like faded away. I could see it happening. You know, I think it's, you know, to be fair, it's like, it seems a bit impossible, but a lot of things that I would have thought were impossible in Doctor Who terms have happened recently. Um, they got John Barrowman back uh, twice, which is crazy. He hadn't been in it for over 10 years. That's crazy. They, you know, Christopher Eccleston coming back to do Doctor Who Big Finish. I would not have bet on that in a million years. I like, you know, I really thought he was just done and dusted with it. You know, people who really loved it, um, and had really much more positive experiences, like I would say Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Um, they haven't come back and done Big Finish. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a thing everybody does. Uh, so that was a very long-winded answer of saying, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm the same as you. I think the uh, 60th anniversary looms over a lot of uh, fan theories and predictions about all manner of Doctor Who things, doesn't it? I think that's... That's when they might ask, I reckon. I don't think they would have a reason and before then to, to do it necessarily. Yeah, that feels, that feels like the excuse, doesn't it? And also because they didn't get him for, you know, the um, the 50th, it would be a kind of like, obviously you'd also have like, there's been doctors since. So, you know, if you could get all the modern doctors, including him, that would be a bit of a coup. But um, even if he just had a little cameo, kind of like Tom Baker did, you know, like that would be quite cool. But again, yeah, it's just hard to know. Also, it's hard to know if they're going to make a big deal of a 60th anyway. We've talked, we've discussed this on the podcast before, but it's a big deal for fans because it's kind of an arbitrary, hey, let's do this. But, you know, 50 years is a lot. 60 years is just, it's a decade. It's like an extra 10. Like, it's it's something that I'm sure will be commemorated in some way. I'm not sure if it will be commemorated with, you know, a feature-length special, a biopic, um, a special online episode starring Paul McGann, a spin-off, uh, by Peter Davison, you know, about trying to get in the movie and, you know, a million other things. I'm not sure there'll be quite the same rigmarole around the 60th. I hope there is because, you know, that'd be great and it would be cool to see Christopher Eccleston in live action again. Uh, but if if all we get is this big finished stuff and maybe even, you know, just this one collection of volumes, there's about four or five volumes, so it's quite a lot. Um, I'd be happy with that. You know, it would just, it would feel like the ninth doctor got more of a, more of his due. Similarly to how Paul, Paul McGann had one movie, right? And now he's technically the longest serving doctor of all time. Cause he's still playing him now. Um, he was also like the default doctor for a long time. Like in that he didn't, he wasn't, Chris Ferguson hadn't turned up yet. He's been, he's done the most doctor who stories, I think of any doctor by doing big finish and people love him. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it's not the same as being, you know, the star of the TV show, which has a wider reach, but these big finish things, people love them, fans love him. And I think, you know, that would be a nice way for Eccleston to continue his Doctor Who story. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what do you think, people listening at home? Uh, you may not be at home, maybe you're in the park with your friends because you're allowed to do that now. At time of recording, check check your local regulations. Va regulations may vary. Um, yeah, would you like to see Chris Ruckston back in the main series? Uh, are you excited to see him take on the Cybermen, which is big new, the big news, uh, and meet the Brigadier? And what else do you think the Big Finish series could fit in? You know, could he meet the Sontarans? I don't think that would be ruled out. You know, why not? Uh, any other classic Doctor Who monsters you think would just about get away with and you know would you like to see him team up with billy piper again 
uh, please let us know. Uh, we'll be back next week with another RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. Uh, until then, I've been Hugh. And I've been Rob. Uh, and this has been us. And now we're off to fight the Cybermen as well because everyone's having a go. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>